0: Welcome to the Business Finishing School Podcast, the Financial Battleship Edition. Learn how to regain liquidity, use, and control of your cash while harnessing the power of uninterrupted compounding. Become a wealth creator. Here's your host, President and CEO of Living Wealthy Financial, Teresa Kuhn.
1: business finishing school members this is the financial accountability call for january of 2021 happy new year my name is kristen kolka and i'm here with teresa coon hi teresa
0: hello kristen and happy new year to everyone uh 2021 is starting off with a bang and uh, (laughs) never never a dull moment kristen never a dull moment that is very true Yes, yes. But we're excited to be here. And as always, you know what? We are values-based, decision-making driven. We've got purpose. We've got a mission. We've got a job to do. And so it doesn't matter if Rome is burning down. We're here to talk to you about (laughs) your finances. And today we're going to talk about debt. In fact, We're going to be doing a series on debt, Kristen, for the next three months, because I think 2020 was such a crazy year for so many people um, in terms of revenue coming into their business, their income, and we're hearing from our clients and uh, a lot of people we talk to, you know, they've gotten into a bit of a situation with their debt and we've got to deal with it right away. Right. Yes. 2020 was definitely a very challenging
1: year for a lot of people in a lot of different ways. And financially, it was very challenging for a lot of our clients. And the average American, Teresa, has over $90,000 in debt, and that includes all types of consumer debt mortgages, and student loans. And as far as consumer debt's concerned, on average, 80% of Americans have $38,000 of consumer debt.
0: And I would say for our clients and for this community, uh, the $90,000 number is very, very low because their mortgages tend to be much higher, at least three, four $400,000 in mortgage debt. And so I think that number's low, but I think from a consumer debt perspective, it's about 38000 I think that's fair. And from a student loan perspective, um, for those clients that do have student loans and for you know the people that we talk to, Kristen, um, many do have student loans. Um, and I count that separate from consumer debt. So Americans are walking around with a lot of debt. There is strategic debt and there is debt because we want something we really can't afford or we're borrowing from our future like to go to school thinking that we'll be able to pay it back Um, or we buy a house and we've got our mortgage debt you know so there's a lot of different reasons for debt it doesn't mean all debt is bad I believe not all debt is equal in terms of it benefiting Right. I would definitely
1: agree with that. There is um, a very strategic way that you can use debt to improve your financial situation. Um, But really, we're going to be focusing today is, you know, what could you do in your life if you could pay off the debt that you have, the bad debt that you have, in a half to a third of the time? So some of the things that our clients have said that they'd be able to do is maybe retire sooner, uh, maybe save more, take more advantage of opportunities that um, they have to increase their wealth. Um, Some of them have said that they would like to travel more. And for some people it would just help them to sleep better at night.
0: Debt for a lot of people is a huge cloud over their head. Um, It's definitely uh, something that keeps them, really down um there's shame around debt and i know Kristen, you've experienced this but as our clients get older older and they get to be in their 50s all of a sudden there is an a sense of urgency that they they feel they must pay the debt off as soon as possible because they want to retire and they want to to stop working as hard as they're they're working and They don't want to retire with all that debt. They know it's now or never. And so there is that sense of urgency. What if you could pay off your debt in half to a third of the time? But it's not just about paying off the debt. During the time that you're paying off the debt, what if you could pay off your debt in half to a third of the time and at the same time accumulate savings and wealth so that you never have to go back to a debt that doesn't serve you in the future? I think that's a higher calling here. I think that's the bigger picture that we want to accomplish because we've met people who have very little debt, but they have absolutely no savings. And if there's an emergency, if there's a catastrophe, if, there's a, if they have to dip into a reserve, they don't have one. We don't believe that serves you. So it is about accelerating your debt payoff while at the same time building up your wealth and building up your reserves.
1: Yeah, that's a great point, Teresa. All right, so before we get too far into um, the presentation today, um, I thought it would be a good introduction to kind of basically explain how banks work and how interest works. Um, So, Teresa, have you noticed, I'm sure you have, being in Austin and seeing the Frost Building almost every day, um, that the largest buildings in every city have a bank's
0: name on it? Sometimes the most beautiful buildings uh, have, have a bank's name on it, like the Frost Bank building in Austin, Texas. It's a gorgeous building. It's a landmark. Hey, you want to get to the Frost Bank building and then turn you know, left, right? Uh, you know, Directions are given off of these buildings. How come they can afford the most expensive real estate in the hottest areas in the country or probably the world? Why is that, Kristen?
1: Well, banks are really good at making money. (laughs) And I'm sure a lot of the listeners on uh, the podcast today understand the concept of fractional reserve banking, where, you know, for every dollar that you put into a savings account or a checking account, the bank can uh, actually loan out 10 times uh, that dollar. But on top of that, uh, especially with today's interest rates, banks pay very little. Interest to their account holders in order to charge those same account numbers quite a bit more interest to borrow
0: back the money yeah that's exactly right that's how they make money right every for every dollar that they've gotten deposits they're lending that out and making a ton of money uh, and uh, we've got our own system for banking on yourself, which we can talk about later but uh, banking is A very, very lucrative business. So, uh, you know, going back to biblical times, right? You know, Jesus was expelling the merchants and the money changers from the temple. And he was pissed, right? And it was the money changers. Well, who were the money changers? They were the bankers. So the bankers have always known how to take advantage of other people. They have understanding of a financial perspective how to make money with other people's money.
1: Yep, they sure do. And even when it comes to how you pay back debt, debt payback is specifically structured so that your first majority of your payments, uh, more than half of the payments actually going towards interest instead of paying down your principal. And so, you know, when you think about a $200,000 loan, let's say a mortgage loan, um, you know, your monthly payment might be around $1,200, but that first month out of that $1,200, only about 200 of that's actually going to principal. The rest is going to interest.
0: And so in the early years, if you're wondering, I've got a 4% mortgage and my bank keeps sending me offers to refinance uh my four percent mortgage to three percent mortgage or two and a half percent mortgage why are they doing that have you ever thought about that like why do they want me to refinance my four percent mortgage to a three percent mortgage what's the answer Kristen?
1: right That that's such a good point most of us think that it's because oh you know here's a great deal that we can take advantage of and save money for ourselves but The bank is looking from it, from their own self-interest, and they're saying, hey, if we refinance this mortgage, we'll get a whole bunch of interest uh, back in those early payments again.
0: Right. Sometimes 60, 70, 80% of the payback for every dollar that you're paying back is going to them in the form of profit, in the form of interest. So if you borrow $200,000 of the example that you've got, Kristen, at 6% interest, which is high for today, cut that in half, um, the interest paid is 231000 So overall, they're being paid back over 50%. But in the early years, for every dollar you're paying back, they're making in volume the interest, 60, 70, 80%. What a business. What a great business to be in.
1: Right, exactly. Exactly. So if you think about a 30-year mortgage, you know, example that we're looking at, at the end of the 30-year mortgage, you would have paid $431,000. So that house that cost you $200,000 actually costs you an additional $231,000 in interest. So Teresa, what can we do you know to to pay off this debt sooner so that we can save some of that interest put it back into our pockets and use it
0: um for other things well conventional wisdom says refinance to lower interest rate but you're you're just benefiting the bank um and there is a strategy for that so let's let's just go conventional and then we'll we'll go into the nuances refinance to lower interest rate hey If you've got a 4% and you go down to 2.7%, 2.6%, you're going to feel good, right? So you can do that. You can just apply additional payments, additional money to each payment and not refinance. You can do a biweekly payment. Um, You could use the cash value in your whole life policy to pay off the debt faster. Um, We don't necessarily recommend that, but let's now go to the nuances. So how can we
1: pay off this debt sooner so that we can recapture that, that money that we're paying in interest at $231,000? What can we do with that money in our own pocket versus paying it to a bank? And so how do you pay off debt sooner? Well, conventional wisdom tells us that we can refinance to a lower interest rate. Uh, Tracy, you just gave us a really great example of why that's not always in the consumer's best interest. You know, sometimes it's in the bank's best interest. You can apply an additional money, um, you know, additional payment to your principal each month, or you can pay on a biweekly basis. Um, And by doing that, you can budget in extra money going back towards that debt payment. Um, But today's presentation, we're going to talk about a alternative to those conventional ways of paying off your debt sooner. And for those of you that have a cash value, whole life insurance policy that we recommend, uh, you may not know that you can use your cash value in this way. And so Teresa, a lot of our clients what they do is they actually use their whole life policy, policy loans to get out of debt quicker and continue to grow their money at the same time.
0: Yes, absolutely. And especially when it comes to consumer debt, it makes so much sense to do it this way. Um, Because what basically you're doing is you are repositioning your bad debt into a debt that has leverage for you. You get to mimic what the bank is doing.
1: Exactly, exactly. And today we're gonna look at an example, just trying to keep this concept simple. Um, of how you could actually pay down your mortgage quicker using your uh, whole life policy's cash value. And so to start off the conversation, um, you know, traditional 30-year mortgage, let's stick with the $200,000 as the loan amount. Let's use a 4% interest rate because that's closer to what uh, banks are charging today. For a traditional 30-year mortgage, your mortgage payment is gonna be about $954 a month. But a lot of people, what they wanna do is they want to pay off that mortgage quicker. And so instead of going with a 30-year mortgage, they'll go with a 15-year mortgage. And as a little bit of a bonus, they'll get a lower interest rate, right, for the 15-year mortgage. So 15-year mortgage at uh, $200,000, 3.4% interest rate, those monthly payments are gonna be just over $1,400 a month. So Teresa, we advise our clients that are looking at 30-year versus 15-year mortgages that instead of locking themselves into a 15-year mortgage, what they should do is they should go ahead and take that 30-year mortgage, have the flexibility of the lower payment because who knows what's gonna happen in the future, but make up the difference you know in those payments if they want to pay back their mortgage quicker or the other option is that you could go with a 30-year mortgage and put the difference into a cash value whole life insurance policy that's right
0: that's one of our favorite strategies so we love the strategy why because it gives you options and one of our overarching philosophies is the quality of your life is in direct proportion to the quality of options that you have. Think about it. How true is this, right? When when if we have kids or edit, if you have kids and they make a mistake that could affect their future, don't you, doesn't that just break your heart? Because you know deep down, oh, they just closed a door, they just closed a window, a possibility in their future something in their life, right? The same thing is true with your finances, right? The quality of your life is in direct proportion to the quality of financial options that you have. If you pay down your mortgage directly, you are reducing the bank's risk. Why are you doing that bank a favor, right? If you've got a 15-year mortgage instead of a 30-year mortgage, your obligation is now higher and the bank's risk with that property is lower. If they need to foreclose, you're making it easier for them. If you lose your job or you can't make payments and you don't have cash and reserves, they're gonna take your house away. And banks are not in the business of lending money when you need it. They're in the business of lending money when you don't need it, when you qualify for that money. So what we recommend is very simple. Look. You take out a mortgage, put yourself on a 30-year plan, make the extra payments, but put it in a policy. 10, 12, 15 years from now, guess what? You can borrow the money from the policy and pay off your loan if you choose to. So you now have two assets working for you. And in your policy, we've talked about this. You've got death benefit. You've got cash that you can access for anything that you want. Uh, if you have a critical illness or a major health issue, you can tap into that death benefit to help pay for that major illness. You've got options. You pay down that mortgage faster. You don't have options if you need that money if you're not in a great financial position because the bank's not going to give you access to your equity. And if we look at the you
1: know at the differences between the two, so you know let's say we just compare. Again, at a very high level, these numbers are going to be different for everyone and we can work with you, um, you know, the people listening to this podcast in terms of applying this strategy to your own situation. But let's say, you know, you have that $200,000 mortgage and you do decide to go with the 15 year. In 30 years, you're going to have your home paid off. That's wonderful. Um, if the home appreciates around two, uh, two and a quarter percent a year, that house is now going to be worth about 475000 That's great. Um, you will have saved $94,000 in interest versus having a 30-year mortgage. And let's say if after that mortgage was paid off, you redirected that mortgage payment into savings, you would have accumulated about $43,000 of savings. So you're not in a bad position. But on the other hand, if you saved that difference between the 15-year mortgage and the 30-year mortgage in a whole life policy, in 30 years, you'd have your house paid off, the same $475,000 of equity in your house, you would still save $68,000 in interest because again, you can use your whole life policy to pay off the uh, balance of your mortgage sooner. And here's the big part that really makes a big difference. You would have $380,000 in your savings. That's huge. Imagine what you could do with that. Imagine how much more you could add to your retirement with that. It's a beautiful plan. So Teresa, anything
0: that you would like to add or, or leave our listeners off with today? Nothing in particular except reach out to us. Do you want to see how this could work for you? Do you want to think about your finances from a different perspective? Do you want more options with your financial life? Reach out to us. We've got the strategies. This isn't anything new for us. We've been thinking this way for a very, very, very long time. And we're here to help you. We're here to serve you.
1: Yep, absolutely. And we have many, many, many clients that are using these strategies successfully. We'd love to help you implement these strategies into your financial plan. Um, You can call us 1-800-382-0830, or if you want to text us to schedule a time to talk, you can text us at 512-301-7701. Thanks so much for um, your time today to all the Business Finishing School listeners. uh, We wish you a very prosperous 2021.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Business Finishing School podcast, where we teach you business growth simplified. For more information on Business Finishing School or their Business Growth Summit event, visit businessfinishingschool.com.